What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. My name is Kyle. Tonight, it's Wednesday evening, November 29th. We're going to hang out for the next hour or so, just uh, answering questions from the chat room. We'll go over all of the relevant player practice news and, and reports that came out today. It is Wednesday, so we still don't have a great idea uh, for what's to come this weekend. But there was some some pretty big headlines today uh, on a, you know, a, a casual Wednesday. But good evening, everybody. Come on in, get settled in. Uh, let's go ahead and get the screen share up. I hope you guys are all having a wonderful evening. Uh, let me just kind of do some zoom in here. Uh, good evening, Jersey Slim. And Jersey Slim is Brian. So Brian, Jersey Slim. I'll remember that from now on. Hope you're doing well, man. Good evening to Daniel out in Brazil. Hope you're doing well. Harris, Chase, good evening, guys. Come on in. Uh, worried about either Dell or McBride's injury? So typically... We're at that part of the season now where I don't think anyone's 100%. Everyone's a little bit dinged up. I'm not quite sure what happened to Tank Dell last week. Uh, let's look at that practice report that came out today. It sounded like it wasn't really a worry. Um, the fact that he – Noah Brown's back limited. That's fantastic, by the way. But they're saying Tank Dell questionable with a calf injury. I thought I saw a report where it wasn't like – they're like, his, his status is not much in doubt for this weekend. So let me just pull that up real quick here. And you're going to start to see teams be more cautious uh, about, uh, about these players here. So it says he had imaging on his cap after the game. He isn't practicing. It's, there is optimism that the Texans rookie wide receiver Tank Dell should be able to play against the Broncos. After not practicing today, it's, rel uh, it's regarded as relatively minor. So overall, not major concerns here on Tank Dell. Tomorrow, if he does not practice again, maybe we get a little bit worried about that, but I think Tank Dow, man, he's a stud. They're just taking taking care of their players and making sure he's getting an extra day off. Um, from what I've been accustomed to knowing, I think Thursday is like one of the most important practice days uh, of the week here. So Thursday, Friday, hopefully Tank Dow's back out there. And then as for Trey McBride, again, not sure what happened to him. I didn't see any injury designations on Monday when I did my waiver wire report, but questionable with a groin injury. They listed a lot of guys as DNP, including Marquise Brown, Michael Wilson, Trey McBride himself. Uh, overall, not too concerned on this injury. I didn't see anything that was um, considered serious on the Trey McBride. So I think we're fine. It's Wednesday. I, we'll, we'll get more information on this. Hopefully tomorrow we can get in a, at least a limited or a full practice in tomorrow. So not too worried on either of these guys yet, but I would say I feel more comfortable with Tank Dell. Uh, can we see the shocking Jets practice report? We can. Uh, big news today. I, I don't know why. It's, it's looking like a lost season, but Rodgers wants to come back. And he was activated off of IR. His 21-day practice, practice window has been open. Limited practice today. He's not, you know, he's not cleared for contact by any means here, but it's week 13 right now. That basically 21-day practice window means week 13, 14, and 15. He's going to be, you know, practicing with the team and getting back into the swing of things and, and hopefully cleared for contact at some point during those 21 days. But he's always said week 16. Right now, this puts him right at the, the footsteps of week 16 to be active and out there against the Washington Commanders. So if you guys play in super flex leagues, I think that's the only league where I would pick him up and, and stash him. Now, I don't think he has the IR um, eligibility anymore now that he's off of it. He's probably going to be listed as questionable for the next few games. But uh, either way, it's a it's an interesting matchup week 16 with Rodgers. But I think I think week 17 they play the Browns, and I just I don't really want to mess with it. And are we really going to feel comfortable starting a guy that we haven't seen 
uh, since week one for four snaps after torn Achilles. I, I'm going to let somebody else pick up Aaron Rodgers here, but yeah, shocking. I, I don't, I don't understand it. Harris, um, the jets should want to continue to lose games, to get a higher first round draft pick. Uh, they are giving up their second round pick to green Bay, but interesting Rodgers wants to, to get some, get some time in here in 2023. Uh, Michael Carter, uh, the cornerback here, not the running back, but Brees Hall, Questionable the hamstring. I didn't know he had a hamstring injury, so he was limited today. Uh, and then the backup, Abani Kanda, questionable the illness. But overall, Rodgers was the main headline today. And, yeah, good evening to Charlene. We have a question about IR. You can fire it away. We'll get to it uh, when I get to it. Uh, Daniel says, Browns, Falcons, or the Colts defense? So uh, you guys know me. I like to look at my team totals here. I didn't update it today. I'm going to get an updated team total uh, count for tomorrow. Uh, but it does look like the Browns going up against the LA Rams. The Rams are, are favored to win in this game. They're supposed to put up 22 points. Uh, I think I saw the line crunch down to about three and a half. So maybe they're scoring 21, 22 points. Matt Stafford does turn the ball over at times, but I, I don't know. I mean, I love the Browns defense. It should be a low scoring game, but I think you got to take the low hanging fruit here of the Atlanta Falcons uh, against the New York Jets. The Jets offense, we know what it is. It's not that great. They're not even projected to score 16 points in this game. And the other tool that I like in this is the game total, where you can filter it by game total and see which games are projected the fewest points. So I would say both the Jets and the Falcons defenses are pretty usable here. Uh, and then the Colts being the other one here, um, they're playing Tennessee. I, I believe they let 21 or 24 points up, up against Tennessee in that first game here. It's a rookie quarterback. It might not be a bad option, but for me, I'm going to rank them as Falcons, Browns, Colts uh, for you, Daniel. Oh, someone dropped Evan Ingram. Should I pick him up and play the rest of the season over Trey McBride? Um, man, that's a tough one. I, I wouldn't cut Trey. Like, I, I would love to be able to pick up Evan Ingram. Uh, because I don't want another team to get a top five, top 10 tight end. Ingram right now has been tight end seven on the year uh, in a full PPR league. He's averaging about 10.6 points per game, no touchdowns for Evan Ingram, and he's still tight end seven. So he's playing well as a decent floor, not his best games the last three outings, but uh, I, I want to pick up Evan Ingram, but I just, I wouldn't drop Trey McBride for him. I think Trey McBride has uh, just as high as a ceiling, just as high of a floor, if not higher right now and, and he does have the one touchdown on the year I know Zach Ertz is potentially coming back but uh, I look at these last few games here and the nine seven nine five and 14 targets I personally prefer Trey McBride over Evan Ingram the rest of the way um, but I would definitely try and pick him up I just wouldn't drop Trey McBride for him and then maybe play matchups from there uh, Dalton Schulter Taysom Hill interesting so um well good evening to Christian by the way there's some weird happenings uh, with the tight uh, with the Texans tight end. I want to pull this up here and show it for you guys because uh, I noticed it on on red zone the day that it was going on, but on Sunday in the fourth quarter, Dalton Schultz was not out there um, when the team was playing from behind. Here it was actually Brevin Jordan. So Dalton Schultz twenty two routes run, Brevin Jordan twenty routes run, two targets for Schultz, one for Brevin Jordan. This is Something's, something's up here. I don't know why. It didn't have him on the injury report or anything. Uh, and I think there's a chart down here. Yeah, the Schultz playing time of offensive snaps spiked way down last week. 
Not sure what's up with that, uh, but maybe maybe Brevin Jordan is a guy that they want to get on the field a little bit more. He's a really good receiving tight end, um, so that makes sense to me that I want to get him on the field more. But I'm a little uncomfortable playing Dalton Schultz. Now, the one thing going for Schultz this weekend, if we go on down to the fantasy points allowed to the tight end spot, it's a great matchup for Dalton Schultz this weekend. The Denver Broncos are allowing the most fantasy points per game to the tight end position at 16.75. So I understand it's it's a sweet, sweet matchup for Dalton Schultz, but I'm going to advise caution here. If you have a really good gut feeling, I, I'd say go with Schultz. But personally, I think I'm going to go with Taysom Hill in this one. And there's a few things I'm watching for with the Saints this weekend. Uh, Chris Olave. Somehow got in a limited practice today. He's still in the concussion protocol, but this is a really, really positive sign. I didn't expect him to be out there today, but he got a limited practice in today. He's technically he's on track to be cleared by tomorrow or Friday, which would be huge news. Um, and even if he plays, I think I still like Taysom Hill uh, to maybe score a touchdown uh, in this game here. The Lions do allow touchdowns to the tight end position, and we know Taysom Hill can score in various ways. And they're going to they're going to be down Rashid Shahid in this game. I think that's pretty confident. Shahid did not play, so they're down a playmaker on the outside. I, th I think I'm going to go with Taysom Hill here, man. Uh, good evening to Ryan. Drop Heineke for Zappi in a Superflex Dynasty. Chase, it likely doesn't matter. Um, one, I don't think you're ever going to be comfortable starting Bailey Zappi. Um, and if you're just trying to block somebody, I honestly I, I would rather let somebody else pick him up because then if they have to start him. You know, that, that, that could be two, four, five points. It could be negative points. It could be whatever. I don't expect good things from Bailey Zappi uh, in this offense. So I'm, you, you can pick him up. It, it probably doesn't matter in the hind, in the long run of things. Uh, I, I might look to, if you have the room to drop Heineke, I might look for another running back or two, someone like Dearness Johnson, uh, you know, these, these handcuff type running backs, Michael Carter, Dearness Johnson, guys like that so uh, i wouldn't sweat it too much you can hold on to heineke you can you can pick up zappy either way i don't think we're starting these guys we have dk and olave for just one spot do you think i'll have time to decide before thursday night um well the opportunity here looks looks good it, like, the the chart looks really good for chris olave here the fact that he was limited today after concussion uh, I believe typically players clear for for the concussion protocol on Friday. If we if we do get any report tomorrow that's promising and it says he's on track to play yada yada, or maybe he does clear concussion protocol tomorrow, I think I think it's going to be fine. So we're going to have to wait and see. I think for more information, I don't hate DK Metcalf tomorrow night though. He has been a player that's uh, he, he didn't have a great game last week, and none of the Seahawks really did. Uh, but before that, like DK Metcalf has been getting a lot of targets. I think if we don't have a definitive answer on Olave tomorrow night, I don't hate playing him. Um, the matchup here against the Lions, it is really good for Chris Olave, um, but uh, it's it's hard to say. I think I think I'm going to probably lean towards DK Metcalf right now, just in case. Uh, but uh, more information tomorrow will be needed. Uh, Brian says T Law or Kyler Murray. Interesting, interesting. Nice little duo there. You've been playing matchups with. Uh, in terms of the fantasy points allowed category the they're playing some good teams this weekend you have trevor lawrence going up against cincinnati cincinnati's defense is still okay they allow about 17 points per game uh, and then kyler murray going up against the steelers I, personally i think i think kyler murray could cause them fits but 
Steelers are only allowing about 14 points per game. Trevor Lawrence has been pretty hot. It's a Monday night game in Jacksonville, I think. And it's in Jacksonville, too. Kyler Murray's traveling East Coast to Pittsburgh. I'm going to roll with, with Trevor Lawrence in the, in the hot Jaguars right now. They have some momentum, and I want to ride that. Uh, Ingram or Taysom Hill? I, th- I think in your case here, I'm going to go with Evan Ingram. Again, he's a top seven tight end right now. He's one of these games, he's going to score a touchdown, and I want to make sure you keep him in your lineup. So I'm going to say Evan Ingram. And uh, there's a little bit of um, there's a little bit of juice into this because the Bengals are one of the worst teams against the tight end position. They rank 30th here, 15.63 points per game. They've allowed four receiving tight end uh, touchdowns. It's a good opportunity. And it looks like they have allowed the second most yards to tight end. So I like Evan Ingram in this matchup there, Brian. Uh, Brian says, pick three, PPR, Downs, Cooks, Watson, Taysom, or Ingram. Pick three, full PPR. Man. Um, well, I'm curious who your other – you must have another tight end that's pretty good if you have Taysom and Ingram in a, a flex situation so i think brandon cooks is is a fun player the matchup is is okay he's been kind of a boom bust hot hot hand and i think you want a piece of that dallas offense right now seattle does rank 19th against the wide receiver position here allowing 35 points per game you know that that could be 10 to 15 points for brandon cooks i think that's interesting uh josh downs decent uh decent game in his first game back last weekend he's getting the tennessee titans I want to play Josh Downs from this group. He got his feet back underneath them last week. He didn't re-aggravate the injury. I'm going to lock Josh Downs into as one of my players. Uh, Christian Watson's a very interesting player. Had a good game against Detroit on Thanksgiving. He's playing the Kansas City Chiefs, and and they are pretty sticky against opponent-wide receivers. But I think he's your big play guy, so I want to get Watson in there. So we're going Watson and Downs. And then I'm going to paint it this way. Uh, if you want the safe points, go with Evan Ingram. You know, he's a top seven tight end for a reason as the third option here. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to go with Brandon Cooks. So I would rank them as Downs, Watson, Ingram, Cooks, Taysom, Hill. Uh, Charlene says she would like to keep Jefferson on IR until week 17. I don't need to add drop this week. I would like to weed out my bench players and then drop the worst player. Um once Jefferson comes off IR, would I have to drop a player right away? Um, so what? In, in order to make a move, you have to – let me see if I can show you. So, like um, – and it, it may be different in your league. Most of my leagues I play on ESPN, and I'll show you. I have Dallas Goddard in my IR here, and he's questionable. So I, I cannot make a move right now until I move him. So that would require me cutting a player here on my bench, moving Dallas Goddard up, and then I can make more moves. Um, So as long as the player has the red O or the IR next to their name, you can continue to make moves. It's an eligible player in the IR slot. But if Justin Jefferson, and I don't, let me see it. Let me see if Justin Jefferson has the IR label here. Um, So he's still got the red O. So you're fine. You can continue to make moves with him in your IR. Uh, But yeah, next week, as soon as he gets that, you know, I think Tuesday or Wednesday of next week, he's going to come off uh, the the, the IR spot and be officially questionable to probable, I would say. So I'm not quite sure what the question is, but yeah, he's it's IR maneuvers are tricky. You want to take advantage of those red O's when you can. Do we trust Garrett Wilson now? I mean, I think so. Like he's, He's had one bad game the entire season, and that was 0.9 points. I, 
honestly, my trust has never really left him. Uh, he's been a, despite everything that's gone on this year for the Jets, he's been a pretty consistent player. You know, he doesn't have a 20 point game, but he can hit 15 to 17 points. No problem. Finally caught a touchdown. The first touchdown since week number two of the season. Uh, it is a tougher matchup against Atlanta, but I I'm fine with sticking Garrett Wilson out there still seven for 44. He's not being used, uh, you know, vertically with Tim Boyle yet, but that could happen. I like the 10 targets though. The seven receptions for 44 yards. I still trust Garrett Wilson as a wide receiver, three flex. Uh, let me go over here or Higgins for what it's worth. Hey, no problem, Brian. Um, I think my issue with T Higgins is I want to see it before I, I start it. You know, he's coming off of a hamstring injury. We don't know if he's going to play yet. Uh, I do want to see. They don't have a practice report out because they play on Monday Night Football. So uh, we'll get some information on the Bengals tomorrow. Um, you know, if, if he can practice and he's on track to play, I'm open to it. But we might not have an answer on T. Higgins uh, going into Sunday. So you're, you're probably going to have to lean with some of the other guys. And just personally... You know, if Joe Burrow was quarterback, I think I'd be open to throwing him out there in the first game back. But I kind of want to see him, you know, get into the offense and figure things out. Uh, we're going to continue to plow him away at the wide receiver three spot, uh, Harris. So the question was, what are we doing with Garrett Wilson rest of season? I mean, if, if you want to find a buyer for Garrett Wilson, by all means, you, you can do that. Uh, I do think he's 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 a, a steady wide receiver three right now. Um Ideally, you have him in PPR because he's not going to catch a lot of touchdowns. He's only got three on the year. Uh, but in full PPR leagues, I'm, I'm totally confident with Garrett Wilson as my, my wide receiver three. You know, not quite the wide receiver one that we drafted him for, but he's definitely serviceable still. So personally, I, I'm fine with Garrett Wilson for what he's been doing. I think in a, in a non-PPR league, I'm trying to move him after he just caught a touchdown here. That's probably the best thing to do right now. Uh, Drake London or Deontay Johnson in a non-PPR format. So uh, Atlanta's going up against the Jets defense. I don't really want to mess with that. I, I did like that um, with Desmond Ritter, we did see Drake London have a nice game. He came in here and uh, let me go to the Falcons. He comes in, gets 21 routes in, six targets, lead the team. Six out of 18 targets too. That's a 33% target share. And he's the clear, he's the clear offensive Receiving weapon, 53 snaps. The next closest receiver was 27. Kyle Pitts, 31. Like, this is Drake London, the player you want here. But against the Jets, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to say Deontay Johnson. Even though it's non-PPR, uh, I think there's a little bit of smoke there with the Steelers offense. I'm going to continue and hope that they, they put up a lot of yards against a bad Cardinals defense. And yeah, once Jefferson comes off IR, would I have to drop a player right away? Um, it's not going to make you drop a player right away until you're you're going to make a move. Um, so, I mean, if, if you don't have any moves to make, you can leave them in there all week and then make your decision at the end of the week and get them in for the starting lineup on, on Saturday or Sunday, something like that. But I think I think you can if you can hold out and you don't need any moves that week, I think I would stay pat. Uh, Nino, Pina, Pena, thanks for hanging out. Uh, with Warren playing a horrible Cardinals defense, would you start him over any of my other RBs? Rashad, Gibbs, and Bijan. Oh, man. Whew. That's quite the running back room there, uh, Nino. I think I think you have it optimized. Uh, let me look at the running back points allowed here. Uh, and, yeah, you mentioned the Cardinals being one of the worst rushing defenses. I would love to get Jalen Warren in here somehow, but I'm assuming you just have the two running back spots and one flex. Uh, I think Rashad White against Tampa Bay 
you got to leave him in there. I think he's like RB six in a full PPR league right now. Tampa or the Cardinals have allowed the, the Panthers have allowed 16 rushing touchdowns. That's the most in the NFL and even three more receiving touchdowns. So good opportunity for Rashad white in this one. He's locked in. I think Jameer Gibbs going up against the saints. It's a tougher matchup, but I, th- I think the, the lions coming off a loss, they're going to make sure that they get their, their running game going. And, and that involves Jameer Gibbs as a receiving weapon. Um, he does have a, a wide range of outcomes in this game. The saints only allow 16 points per game to the running backs. Uh, and they have been stingy against allowing receiving uh, totals to the running backs. But I think, I think I'm going to start Gibbs over Warren and then Bijan. Yeah, I'm playing Bijan. The jets have one weakness on defense and that's they're allowing teams to run the ball on them uh, for a lot of yards and a lot of reception. So I, I like Bijan that does unfortunately leave Jim, uh, Jalen Warren out. I will say though, if, if you could convince me, if you were nervous about Jameer Gibbs, I think I'm fine playing Jalen Warren over him. If you have a gut feeling about Jalen Warren and you want to bench Gibbs, I'm okay with it. But otherwise, I would leave it as you have it. Pick two, full PPR, Pittman, Devonta, and Olave. I think you got to continue to play Devonta Smith. Um, And, man, yeah, the Devonta splits when Goddard isn't on the field are pretty dang good. Goddard did not practice today with that forearm injury. I was watching the report today. Uh, because I did see something on Monday or Tuesday that said he's eyeing to return this week, uh, but a DNP to start the week's not a good sign. Maybe he practices tomorrow, but either way, I think Dallas Goddard's a week away. So as long as he's not playing, I want Devonta Smith in my lineup here in a, in a really fun matchup against the 49ers. I want Devonta in there for sure. And then it comes down to Pittman versus Olave. I just I think the Colts against the, the Titans, that's, that's probably where I want to be. Uh, if I look up, uh, let me look up Michael Pittman's numbers in that game that they played earlier this year. Uh, wide receivers. Where is Pittman? Pittman's been pretty solid this year. I think if you drafted Pittman, you've been pretty happy with what you've gotten uh, out of him. Just a lot of double-digit target games. But back in week five, five for 52, not his best game, but he's only had one game below double digits. I think I'm going to take the safe points with Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, Olave coming back from a concussion. I like Olave, uh, but I'm going to go with Pittman and Devante for now. Um, yeah, Purdy, Purdy was the one that kind of debunked it. I, I personally don't think Olave is going to play, but again, the limited tag today means he's got a shot to play. Uh, but I, I think it would be wise if they if they let him rest up for a week. Uh, it's a tough game against the Lions, which I don't think they're going to have much of a chance anyway. So maybe they force him out there. But uh, for me, I, 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 if I have Olave, I would actually prefer him to, to rest up for one more week, get healthy, and get ready for week 14. Uh, can we drop Tommy Myers in a PPR dynasty? I, I wouldn't know. Um, I, I don't think you can do that. Um, Jacoby, Jacoby Myers is a really good player. Um, where is he on the season? Am I crazy here? And there's there's opportunity for the Raiders to upgrade at quarterback next year. I don't know who the head coach is going to be, but I, it could be someone pretty nice. Uh, Jacoby filling in here. He could be the number one wide receiver in town next year, too, if Devontae Adams leaves. But Jacoby's playing at the top of his game right now. He's got a career-high six touchdowns or tied for a career-high six touchdowns. Uh, he's playing really well despite the situation. And he's only 27 years old, so he's still got, you know, two, three, maybe even four years left of some prime years. 
So I'm, I'm holding on to Jacoby Myers if I can. If you're trying to trade him, you might be able to, to get a second-round pick for a guy like Jacoby. Uh, Nino needs a little defensive input. Falcons versus Jets this week. Which defense should I start between the two? Uh, I'm, I'm going to defer to the team that I think will win. That's going to be the Falcons. I will start the Falcons defense. And honestly, Falcons defense is, is kind of good. Um, I do have um, – th- these are the, the fantasy points allowed charts here. And uh, I like the heat map version, and it shows kind of, you know, green. You want to start this position against the team on the left. And if I scroll on down, like Atlanta, they do allow some quarterback and tight end points, but we don't really have to worry about that with Tim Boyle. And they're really freaking good against the running backs and pretty good against wide receivers here. So personally, I'm, I'm pretty excited about Atlanta defense. Tim Boyle, you know, there should be sacks. There should be turnovers in this game. I like the Falcons. Browning or Dorian Thompson Robinson? I think I'm going to go with Jake Browning here. Um, I do want to pull up the report because I saw something like the Cleveland Browns, man. We might see some Joe Flacco action in, in 2023 here. Uh, here's the Browns practice report as I pull it up here. No Dorian Thompson Robinson today. So he got the concussion DNP today. I, I would say he's probably not playing. The, the Browns have already come out and said that. Joe Flacco will start over PJ Walker if it comes to that here. So I think we're crossing DTR off the list. If you guys need super flex help, it's Joe Flacco season. So I, uh, I don't remember who had the question earlier. It might've been, it might've been chase. He was asking to pick up Bailey Zappi or drop Heineke. Go pick up Joe Flacco, man. <laughs> uh, he, he can sling it. He's probably gonna throw the ball 40 times a game. Uh, but in this question, Harris, I'm going to go with Jake Browning. Thoughts on the Monty injury report. Um, I thought I remembered it was, so it was on Thanksgiving day. I thought I remembered him kind of getting up gingerly and getting his foot looked at here. So uh, I I think right now it's not a concern of mine. He was able to finish that game here. So I think they're just being cautious and especially the thing with the Joe Burrow wrist thing. I think teams are just being more upfront with injuries and listing them on the injury reports right now, just to cover their, their butts basically. Uh, But I'm, I'm thinking Monty's fine. I haven't read anything or heard anything that would put him in jeopardy for Sunday. Obviously, if he misses practice tomorrow, Friday, we're going to worry, but I think he's going to be just fine. It's a tough matchup, though, against the Saints. Thoughts on T. Higgins' rest of season? Mm. Not excited about it, man. Um, He's been pretty dinged up all season. The hamstring, I think he had something else, too. Maybe it was a groin injury or something like that, but it's been a pretty frustrating season for T. Higgins. I, I think at this point, you know, he's he's not a must-start player when he comes back and is healthy. Maybe I mean, it depends on what he looks like with Jake Browning at quarterback, but I, th- I think he's probably a wide receiver three flex bench material at the moment right now. So I don't think he's a, a player that I'm super excited to have. You know, if, if you needed to make room on your roster and you're like, oh my God, do I cut T. Higgins and pick up Jaden Reed? I'm going to say go pick up Jaden Reed. So uh, if, if you feel good about another player, and, and right now we don't feel good about T. Higgins, we don't feel good about the Bengals passing game, I think I'm okay letting T. Higgins go. There's not going to be a lot of success in the Bengals passing game the rest of the way. And I think they have a pretty tough schedule as well. Basically, the only Bengals that I think are usable right now are Jamar Chase. And, and Jamar Chase, I'm, I'm kind of moving down into the wide receiver two, maybe the wide receiver three tier. I kind of view Jamar Chase um, – Honestly, the Bengals and the Jets are a pretty good comparison right now because I think you're starting Garrett Wilson, you're starting Brees Hall. For the Bengals, you're starting Mixon, you're starting Jamar Chase. Slightly nervous about Higgins, man. Um, 
And yeah, we thought Higgins could be a buy low candidate in the middle of the year, but with Joe Burrow out, it's going to be hard to recommend playing him. Uh, basically, I would say Higgins is he's going to be in the tier of like Gabe Davis for me going forward, where he could get you two catches for 20 yards and he, you know, he could still have a slop game where he catches a deep pass and goes for a touchdown, but it's going to be very, very boom bust for Higgins from here on out. I don't want a fat zero for the week because of the rules. Ah, um, well, I don't know. Um, I don't know what rules are in place. If you guys do have um, kind of like a gentleman's or a lady's agreement here, Charlene, um, if, if someone sees that you have a, a questionable player in your IR, then I would move them out. Um, but for me, in my leagues, as long as the player has the red O or the IR, meaning they're out, they're allowed to be in your IR spot. So uh, if you want to ask your commissioner, double check and whatnot, I think you're going to be fine. Uh, personally, in, in my leagues, we we look the other way. If, if a player's not playing, and in this case, I know he's on bye, but he still has the red out. So we would let it fly in my league. Deontay Johnson or Adam Thielen non-PPR? I'm going to give Adam Thielen one more chance this weekend. They are playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tampa Bay very, very generous to quarterbacks here. So maybe we see a bounce back for Bryce Young uh, and then Tampa Bay also very generous to the wide receiver position here. I'm going to give Thielen one more chance, man. Um, and again, it's non PPR. Thielen and Deontay basically have the same odds for a touchdown, I think this weekend, but I'm going to lean Thielen here. Olave or Gibbs at the full at the flex, full PPR. Um, hmm. That's tough. Let, let's assume this is assuming Olave plays. If Olave plays, I think I'm gonna play Olave over Jameer Gibbs. It's it's again on paper, it's it's literally the tough one of the toughest matchups for opponent running backs. The Saints ranking ninth here against the running back position here. 18.24 points per game. You can kind of chop that by two. It's probably going to be a low, uh, a high floor game for Jameer Gibbs, whereas the Lions defensively allow a lot of points to the wide receiver. They're down Rashid Shahid. If Olave plays, I'm going to play him over Gibbs. <laughs> um, Smith limited today. Uh, and again, this, this kind of goes back to what I was saying. Um, we're at that point of the year. We're in the home stretch here. Teams can start to see the playoffs. You're going to see Wednesday's report a lot. You're going to see a lot of names on the Wednesday report here. And you've got a lot of guys limited, a lot of guys DNP. I think the Seahawks have been doing this all season long because they had the week five bye. Uh, but I'm not too concerned about this, Ryan. I think I think Devontae, A.J. Brown are going to be just fine. And DeAndre Swift there. No, you're not crazy, uh, Charlene. I know like it, it really depends on you know how serious your league is. If you have a commissioner that is looking around and saying, oh, my God, you have Justin Jefferson and he's questionable. You have to make a move now. You know, then I would then I'd make the move. But as long as he has the red O, I, I'm probably not going to move him from my IR. Uh, I know ESPN, um, the, the ESPN settings themselves, they, they're not going to give you a zero or anything. Uh, it would ultimately be up to your uh, your commissioner's discretion there. So I, just, I would I would probably relax a little bit on it. I wouldn't be too concerned if if you're if you're nervous about it. I would ask somebody in your league what happens. 
Nathan, good evening. Thoughts on Eckler versus Bijan rest of season. So uh, I think we're getting to that point of the year where the Falcons have a really nice schedule. Let's pull that up. The Atlanta Falcons schedule. The Falcons are also in control of the NFC South, whereas the Chargers are kind of just swirling down the drain right now. But uh, after they get past New York, after they get past Tampa Bay, you get Carolina, Indianapolis, and Chicago. So New York Jets, the Bucks, the Panthers, the Colts, and the Bears. Let's look at the fantasy points allowed to the running back. We mentioned the Panthers, the Jets, there's the Colts. And there's the Bears. They're getting four teams that rank in the bottom 10 against the running back points allowed. So it's a really good schedule for Bijan. Uh, I think obviously Tampa Bay is one of the better teams holding running backs here, but it's Bijan. I think he can be fine. He didn't play in that game earlier in the year. Uh, and whereas Austin Eckler right now, again, the Chargers, man, are very frustrating um, this season. Just tons of injuries, and they just they just can't seem to catch a break. Uh, with things and their schedule the rest of the way, New England, Denver, Raiders, Bills, Broncos. So Patriots, Broncos twice, Raiders and Bills. Let's look at that. Um, so you've got the Broncos who rank last. You have the Raiders here uh, and then you have the Bills. And then I believe the tough one was New England. Yeah, New England's kind of here. So it is, uh, it's, it's a decent schedule for both teams the rest of the way. Uh, I think I'm going to lean... I'm going to lean Bijan Robinson, man, just because I just I don't trust the Chargers all that much here. So I'm going to go with Bijan Robinson. Falcons are basically they can control their destiny the rest of the way as long as they keep winning games here. Uh, they do have a nice moment here to win against the Jets and, and, and potentially take a lead on the NFC South. So I'm going to say Bijan, but it's close. I think both guys are you know top five, top ten backs. Mike Evans or Jamar Chase, Nam. PPR. We're going to go with Mike Evans here. Uh, Harris, uh, dude's been a top 10 receiver all year. He catches touchdowns. I think the opportunity for Jamar Chase to catch a touchdown could, could be there. But I, I think at this point we know what, uh, we, we know what Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans can do. I, I like that matchup. I, I, I trust it. I'm going to go Mike Evans here. Uh, and this one, we're going to go Jake Browning over Tim Boyle. Uh, again, Falcons defense is pretty good. I don't want to mess with it. Don't trust Tim Boyle. I, I, I somewhat trust Jake Browning, though, who looked good uh, against the Steelers last week, or decent at least. Uh, Thielen or Marquise Brown? This one, this decision might be made for you, Harris. I don't know what's going on exactly with Marquise Brown. He did not practice today, so there's some slight concern there. Uh, we'll have a better idea on this tomorrow. Uh, but if Marquise Brown plays and everything's looking good, I'm going to say I'm going to still go with Adam Thielen. I'm going to take advantage of that matchup. Uh, I want to believe that uh, maybe maybe the Panthers just kind of figure some things out with uh, simplifying the offense and making sure Bryce Young uh, does what he's supposed to do. So I'll say Adam Thielen here. Uh, I'm going to hit some refresh on some news and some notes here for us, guys. Uh, Cooper Cup full practice today. Peyton Hendershot questionable for tomorrow night. Uh, if you're holding on to hope for, for Joshua Palmer here, Brandon Staley said there's a possibility he returns this season. He's eligible to come off with IR this week. This doesn't sound optimistic, though. Uh, if he were coming back from this season, they, they would say, yeah, he's coming back, but not that there is a possibility. So uh, we're going to have to pump the brakes on Josh Palmer here. I would like to see him back because he would be the clear number two receiver. 
for Justin Herbert. But if you want to hold on to him in your IR, I think that's worth a hold. Uh, super random, but any players we're trying to stash in the season during the offseason for Dynasty, like anyone who could rise in value based off situation. Okay, that's a fun question. Let's actually, I'm going to open up ESPN here. And uh, while we have you guys, let's just check in on the listener league, the fellowship league standings real quick. Let's see what we got brewing here. Uh, I believe that's Chase up at number one, 10 and two. Team Jelly being here. I'm not sure who that is. Nine and three. I'm seven and five at the third team here, and I have the most points in the league. Our guy Justin's at four. Shout out Matt Bame at five. Harris is at six. Uh, that's Chase there. I don't know who. Oh, don't. Who's Team Young? I don't, I'm not sure. There's Aiden and a couple other guys uh, in the league here. So that's just where we're at with the listener league. Um, but let's look at some, some players here. Some running backs. Um, mm, I'm going to have to go to the next page. Players that might have more value next season. I mean... I still want to hold on to Elijah Mitchell, maybe Kenneth Gainwell. I don't know if DeAndre Swift's going to come back next year to the Eagles. Maybe, uh, maybe Jaleel McLaughlin, maybe Joshua Kelly, Rico Dowdle. Um, I'm not really feeling Tank Bigsby right now. I, I think Clyde Edwards-Alaire is an interesting one because his rookie contract is up after this year. He could go to a new team and maybe be a part of a committee somewhere. Um, so slight interested there. Maybe Evan Hull as, as a future backup in Indianapolis. Maybe Dearness Johnson, who is looking good the last three weeks. Michael Carter is a guy that uh, gets basically gets an audition the rest of the season here with the Cardinals to be the number two kind of third down back. I think he could be a guy that we look at next year and having some fun. Uh, Zamir White, Raiders backup. Maybe Trey Sermon. Maybe Pierre Strong. Uh, there's some interesting running backs here. Chris Rodriguez Jr. is an interest to me. Antonio Gibson might be on the move. So those are some running back names. Wide receiver names. Let's go to page two again. Uh, Darnell Mooney is going to be a free agent. I'm interested a little bit there. Josh Palmer, yes. Maybe Tutu Atwell. Uh, not sure on Zay Jones, but slightly interested there. Uh, Khalil Shakir, sure. Jonathan Mingo, sure. Uh, other names I'm interested in, Rashad Bateman. Wondell Robinson could be nice next year. Um, obviously, Marvin Mims is probably picked up. But uh, Justin Watson could be a guy that is just a starter next year for the Chiefs right away. Uh, maybe Donovan Peoples-Jones with the Lions. Alec Pierce, uh, you know, with Anthony Richardson back next year. Other players that I like, Trey Palmer, A.T. Perry, Tyquan Thornton. I really, really like Dontavian Wicks. He's a really good player for the Packers. He should be picked up in all dynasty leagues. Uh, maybe Nelson Aguilar, Jake Bobo. A lot of players there. So those are just some running backs and receivers. Oh, yeah, you have to pick up. Yeah, pick up Kendry Miller, man. That's insane. He should not He should not have been dropped in a dynasty league. Uh, he was a high second-round pick. Pick up Kendry Miller, please. Adam Thielen or Garrett Wilson, non-PPR. Mm, I'm going to go Adam Thielen. I just have a feeling. I have a feeling for Thielen. Um, yeah, my team, dude, my team is is fun. Uh, I've somehow scored the most points and I'm seven and five. I have a lot of questions, but uh, I think I've assembled a, a pretty fun squad uh, averaging 153, 158 points right now. So I'll pull up Chase's team here. 
Yeah, Chase at 10-2 and two is just kicking ass with Stroud, Gibbs, Kieran Williams, Tyreek, Romeo, Pat, Devonta, Dotson, and Jay Love with Lamar and DJ Moore on by. So this is a strong, deep team here. I think, uh, I think I'll see you in a couple weeks in the playoffs. Uh, Dotson or Brandon Cooks, full PPR. Um, my head says I want to play Brandon Cooks. My heart wants to play Jahan Dotson. I think the commanders are going to have to play keep up. Um, whereas the Cowboys, you know, they're going to run the ball. They're going to, they're going to take care of business and play good defense. Uh, I think if, if, if you're a team that needs a high ceiling play, you go with Brandon Cooks. If you just need eight to 10 points, you go with Jahan Dotson. So safe play is Dotson. Cooks is kind of the boom bust play. They're they're both boom bust, honestly. Uh, I guess you know I'm gonna go Cowboys. I'm gonna go Cowboys tomorrow night. Brandon Cooks. Um, let's look at it. Um, and I know he he missed his first couple games with the Lions because I think of a rib injury, so that might have slowed him down a little bit. Uh, he only got eight snaps in Week 12, five routes, no targets, which is a concern. But you got to think, like Reynolds, Williams, and Khalif Raymond, these guys have been on the team for a while. Um, you know, they're they're in the chemistry. They they know the offense in and out. I think it's going to be tough for DPJ to crack these guys unless there's an injury uh, to someone above. This is a three-wide receiver offense. So uh, as long as these guys are healthy, we're not going to see Donovan Peoples-Jones probably emerge. Um, you know, Reynolds plays outside, and so does Jamison Williams. I think it would take one of those two guys getting hurt for DPJ uh, to make a splash. Jerry, good evening, my man. Roshan, DP, Algier, which two are you keeping rest of season? Full PPR. I think we, uh, we're we back on Roshan Johnson, boys. Um, let's pull that up. The, the It was Sunday night game. It was a Sunday night game for the is that correct? No, it was Monday Night Football. Let me go to here. That was the Bears and the Vikings. Roshan Johnson season might be upon us. Roshan, 50 snaps to Herbert's 15. Like, that should tell you all you need to know. Roshan led the team in carries with 11. He dominated the routes run. Four targets to two targets for Khalil Herbert. It's looking like Roshan's the guy that I want for sure. Uh, and then between Damian Pierce and Tyler Algier, I mean, th those are two really good comparisons because they're kind of the same player now uh, where I think they're both the kind of 1B in the running back rotation. I'm going to keep Tyler Algier because Atlanta runs the ball really well. They have a good offensive line. If anything were to happen to Bijan, you're plugging in Algier right away. Even if something happened to Singletary, I don't know if we're plugging in Damian Pierce right away. So I would rank them as Roshan, Algier, Damian Pierce. We're starting Otten, Pitts, or Jawan, full PPR. Dude, I think there's – we have to monitor the Saints' practice reports the rest of the way. If Chris Olave doesn't play, I really like Jawan Johnson. Even if Olave plays, I still kind of like Jawan Johnson. I, I think I'm just out on Kyle Pitts, man. It's just uh, – we have to face the music here. He might, he might be a bust with the Falcons. He needs a new team, I believe. Um, and honestly, Kate Otten – Kate Otten's been a pretty good player – for the last month or so in fantasy football. So I, I do like Kate Otten. Let me hit refresh here. See if he is available or not. Um, but I, I don't really trust Kyle Pitts right now. It's between Otten and Jawan Johnson. If I go here to all, let me take a look real quick. Um, 
I mean, Auden's averaging about eight points per game. He's had eight, eight, three, 23, eight, and nine. Obviously, you don't want the three, but if, if you feel good about him getting eight to nine points against Carolina, I do like that. Uh, but Jawan Johnson is – he missed a good chunk of the year, but he is he is back. Where is the Jawan? And, again, we mentioned the injuries to wide receiver at the Saints. Eight, 1.2, and 13.9 in his last three. Seven targets was nice last week. Um, if you're feeling risky, I would go Jawan Johnson. If you want the safe seven to ten points, go with Otten. Um, let's pull it up. And Hey, if you guys are watching and you guys are new to the fantasy fellowship, you guys can join the discord. There is a link in the description. If you guys want to join it, that's where you guys can get, uh, questions and everything you need there. Let me just pull this up here. Young Gerald, Jerry Moo. Uh, would you do fields for Singletary or Kincaid for Rashad white? Would you do fields for Singletary or Kincaid for Rashad white? Um, so you have Kate Otten at tight end right now. You have Kincaid on bench. Um, that would only leave you with Dalton Kincaid or that would only leave you with Kate Otten. Um, so I, I'm probably not as excited to trade away Kincaid uh, because I think you would start him over Kate Otten for sure. And yeah, the way Dak Prescott's playing right now, man, you're locking yourself into Dak Prescott. I think I'm going to take the fields for Singletary trade. And yeah, this team could use a running back too. And you do have Damian Pierce here too. So that, you know, basically locks you in to the Texans backfield, which is not a bad place to be. And then I do see that you have Roshan Johnson on the bench. So I think going forward, you know, a duo of Gibbs Texans RB and then Roshan with Algier on the bench. I think I like that. Um, I'm open to trading away Kincaid for Rashad White. That's obviously the, the, the bigger upgrade at running back right now, but uh, I, I think Kincaid, to Otten is a, is a significant downgrade. I'm going to stick with Kincaid here. Um, can we cut can we cut Heineke for for Kendra? You got to you got to find something something that can be done to pick him up. Start three, Bryce. Good evening. Start three, Mostert, Moss, DK, Wilson. Um, You're starting Mostert in Moss, running backs with volume. Yes, please. Um, and then it comes down to DK Metcalf or Garrett Wilson. I think, I think for me, it's, it's, a, it's honestly a coin flip. I'm impartial to DK Metcalf just because I think he's, he's, he's big playability. It's still Geno Smith. It's a game where the Cowboys should be up, which means Seattle should have to throw. Uh, I think I'm going to go with DK Metcalf here, but honestly, between the two, you know, Wilson has a, a safer floor. DK Metcalf's only had one or two bad games all season, but uh, I'm going to lean DK on Thursday night football here. Uh, but hey, if, if if you're feeling good about Wilson over DK, I think I think that's fine too. But for sure, the two running backs, Lockett or Jerry Judy, half PPR. Oh, Jerry Judy mm. against Houston. I'm not super excited about Judy. I'm also not super excited about Lockett. This this is honestly this is another coin flip decision here. Harris, I think for me, I'm gonna go with Tyler Lockett. And again, it's a game where I think there should be points scored in the Dallas game. And Seattle might have to play keep up. Lockett himself has been pretty steady this season. Six, 10, 23, and six in his last four games. He does have that nice ceiling of 20, 22 points. That's probably where I want to be. 
Whereas Judy, just we haven't really seen it with Judy all season. His highest game this year is 13 points. So I'm going to swing for the fences with Tyler Lockett. Um, okay, yeah, let's, yeah, you can send it in there. Oh man, the fellow JGM is with us. Um, good evening or good, it's probably good afternoon there. Uh, to the fellow JGM in Tahiti over there. Uh, if you guys remember Jesse, he's uh, he's usually joining me on Thursday night live streams and Saturday morning player prop shows, but uh, the man is busy. He is on honeymoon in Tahiti. So hope you're doing well, Jesse. Go have uh, go go have something to drink uh, while we're watching the show here and enjoy your Tahiti afternoon. Uh, Harris says Lockett or Marquise Brown half PPR. I think if we get an update on Marquise Brown tomorrow and, and, and he's like on track to play, I think he's an interesting player. We finally saw a nice game from him last week, six for 88 and 12 targets. Like that's what you want from a wide receiver here. So uh, if, if he's did not practice tomorrow, I think I'm out. If he's limited and the reports are better, I want to play Marquise Brown, but honestly, I, I don't hate Tyler Lockett. Like Marquise Brown hasn't hit 20 points all season long here. And he's had two games with Kyler Murray now, uh, if not a third game. So I think I think I'm going to go Tyler Lockett, even though Marquise Brown uh, played well last weekend uh, in the Dynasty chat. Let's pull it up here. Uh, so I, I I can't I can't really zoom in on it um, properly with the computer. So I'll. I'll 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 take a peek at this chase after the live show uh, on my phone. Uh, Jesse is asking Gibbs, B. Rob, Moster, Aaron Jones, unlikely to play start three, and uh, the Hawaiian Tahiti vibes here. Uh, I think for me, it feels pretty 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 easy to say that Aaron Jones is not going to play this week. Um, he was officially officially DNP today. Uh, on Wednesday here. And honestly, the, the Packers had a lot of guys DNP today. Let me pull that up for you. AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones, and Jaden Reed all DNP today. I think it makes more sense. Uh, again, the Packers now, like, I think I've seen the odds. They have like a, almost a 50% chance of making the playoffs right now. I think it's within their best interest to let Aaron Jones heal up one more week and get him ready for the December stretch here uh, of some very winnable games for the Packers. So I'm going to say no Aaron Jones. If we're starting three, that leaves us with Gibbs, B-Rob, and Mostert. Um, and yeah, even if Aaron Jones were to play, uh, we've we've seen him play really well week one and then miss, you know, two or three games. And then he came back and got kind of eased into the offense. So uh, even if Aaron Jones plays, I still don't know if I trust it. We all know Kansas City's defense is nothing to mess with. They are pretty good uh, in all facets here, but they have been – where is Kansas City? They they allow 20 fantasy points per game to the running back here, but uh, I think the easy call is we're sitting Aaron Jones. And yeah, man. Uh, okay, no worries. It is the most recent screenshot. Okay, yes, sir. Uh, and who's the RB for Green Bay if no Jones or Dylan? It's going to be Patrick Taylor. Uh, he is the next man up for Green Bay. Uh, they do have James Robinson on the practice squad, but I think he's more of just a – He's just a warm body at this point here. I don't think they're ever going to call him up. Uh, I think A.J. Dillon's going to be fine. Maybe, again, uh, we've kind of talked about it throughout the show. We're at that point of the season where, especially teams that have had, you know, buys in early October, you're going to see them rest a lot of their players on Wednesday practices. And, yeah, the next man up 
for the Packers at running back is Patrick Taylor. Um, Emmanuel Wilson is on IR. So if you guys are looking to stash somebody, maybe Patrick Taylor. I think there's a good chance that Aaron Jones does play in week 14. I think he's going to be back week 15 for sure. Uh, but if you want to hedge a little bit with the Packers running backs, Patrick Taylor is probably the guy you're looking for. Curtis Samuel or Elijah Moore, full PPR. Uh, I think you got to continue to ride the hot hand of Curtis Samuel, man. He played really well on Thursday, Thanksgiving. Uh, I like Elijah Moore. Um, maybe I like him with Joe Flacco a little bit more than I would if it was DTR, but it's also, it's, it's Joe Flacco. We don't know what we're buying here. Uh, I, I think you have a really good game script coming for the commanders passing the ball against the Dolphins. I'm going to stick with, I'm going to stick with, uh, with Curtis Samuel here. Jesse got offered Stefan Diggs and Gus Bus for Christian Kirk and Brandon Ayuk. Thoughts on full PPR? Um, hmm. So, I mean, I, I kind of view this as Christian Kirk and Brandon Ayuk are two starters. Diggs is a starter, but I, I don't think I don't think Gus Edwards is a starter anymore. Um, I mean, we 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 finally saw Keaton Mitchell come into his own, I think against the chargers the other night here, let me actually pull that up because he led the team in running back snaps and he got the most touches in that game here. So it looks really good for Keaton Mitchell, not so much for Gus Butts. So here is the snap counts. Uh, Gus Edwards, he was third on the team in running back snaps. He did get eight carries, which is nice, but I just, I don't know if you're ever going to feel comfortable starting Gus Edwards, unless one of Mitchell or justice Hill goes down um, it, it does look like Keaton Mitchell's taking over here. So I kind of view this as, yeah, Stephon Diggs is the best receiver here on the list, but man, oh man, like Brandon Ayuk, I mean, would it surprise us if Brandon Ayuk scored more points the rest of the way than Stephon Diggs? You know, I, I kind of like Brandon Ayuk. I like Christian Kirk as well as the wide receiver three flex. So I think I'm holding on to the two starters. I understand the upgrade with Diggs, but uh, I think it's a, I think we're losing starting points here getting Gus Bus. Uh, thoughts on Puka and Cup versus Browns. Yeah. All right. So I I don't know what's going on with Cooper Cup. I'm I'm very nervous. I'm actually surprised I haven't gotten a Cooper Cup question yet tonight. Um, and I guess this is the first one that we're going to get into. So let's look and see what the Browns have been doing against opponent wide receivers lately. <clears throat> starting in week one, they blanketed Jamar Chase. George Pickens got the best of them in week two, four for 127. Uh, week three, Jender Hopkins, three for 48. The, ten, the Titans couldn't really do anything. Uh, Zay Flowers did go three for 56. Brandon Ayuk, four for 76, and that was a, a big game for the Browns defense. Josh Downs did go kind of nuts, five for 125 and a touchdown. Michael Pittman, two for 83 and a touchdown. Even Alec Pierce, three for 53. Um, so it was a big game for the Colts against this Brown secondary. Uh, the Seahawks receivers actually all played kind of okay. Lockett, eight for 81 and a touchdown. Najigba, three for 36 and a touchdown. And Metcalf had 14 targets in that game, five for 67, though. The Cardinals, uh, they blanketed the Cardinals pretty good. Marquise Brown, four for 24, was the best receiver in this game. Uh, Zay Flowers, five for 73. Odell Beckham, one for 40 in a touchdown uh, a couple weeks ago. And then they kind of blanketed the Steelers in week 11 here. And then Cortland Sutton, three for 61. So, again, we're not seeing a lot of high upside games uh, against uh, the Browns for wide receivers here. So I think both Puka and Cup are probably wide receiver three flexes for me this weekend. I don't feel great about it. Uh, I do think 
that uh, the Rams have some momentum, though. They got Kieran Williams back. He's going to be, I think, you know, from a defensive-minded standpoint, uh, I think it's Jim uh, Jim Schwartz over there for Cleveland. I think he's going to have his hands full stopping Kieran Williams. So uh, there might be an opportunity for Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua to make plays. There might be an opportunity even for Tutu Atwell to make some plays. So I think if you have Puka and Cup, I think you just gotta you gotta take the you gotta take the lumps with the bruises right now. I, I'm I'm not sure which one I'd rather play over the two. I know Cooper Cup has not been great for the last month or so, um, so I might still lean Puka Nakua. Uh, and Cup still dealing with some some minor injuries, so not excited. They're both wide receiver threes. Um, I, I would probably put both those guys like in the Adam Thielen, Marquise Brown kind of tier, where it's like haven't been good for us lately, but they've been good to us before. Maybe we can catch lightning in a bottle. Uh, Joe Flacco or Desmond Ritter? Uh, I think for this weekend, <laughs> um, I, I guess I'm. Ritter against the Jets does not excite me. We might see him run around and get some points with his legs, but it doesn't excite me. I think the guy that I – I like Bijan there. Uh, that's about it for the Falcons this week. But I think he, if Flacco plays, we're going to we're gonna rip Joe Flacco in there, man. And, yeah, TD for Gus is the way. And um, dude was on a heater for a little bit. I just want to see his trending usage here. Where is Mr. Bus? It's been a good run, man. He's got 10 touchdowns on the year. That's a career high for him, uh, as well as a career high in receptions this year. So I do like that he's being more used as a receiver. But, yeah, this usage is going to be highly frustrating here. His first game without a touchdown since week six. If he doesn't score a touchdown, we don't want him in our fantasy lineups. Uh, yeah, we can cut Michael Gallup. Uh, I think he, I think he's still a hold in dynasty leagues, but it doesn't look great for Gallup, and you're never going to feel confident starting him. Sanders or Dearness Johnson? Now, it was nice to see Sanders go out and get, uh, I think he had 15 carries. And, I mean, Chuba Hubbard still got a lot of work in that game. But uh, Chuba Hubbard, 47 snaps to 27 snaps for Sanders. Sanders is an afterthought in the targets in the receiving game. He did have one more carry than Chuba Hubbard. So, I mean, there's an opportunity where Sanders, you know, could continue to get 10 to 12 to 15 touches per game uh, this weekend against Tampa Bay. I'm going to say no, thank you. Um, if you're starting a player, I guess I'll go with Dearness Johnson this week um, in a game where, hey, if the Jags blow out the Bengals, man, you might see Dearness Johnson garbage time in the fourth quarter. Uh, this one, Harris, I'll, I'll go with Kenny Pickett. I'll finally, I think you've been asking Kenny Pickett questions all year. I'm finally going to say Kenny Pickett against the Cardinals, and they finally put up 400 yards of offense. Maybe Pickett gets two touchdowns in this one. Um, short answer is no. Um, the Chargers aren't really going anywhere this year. Uh, I hope to see him play, because I, I really like Josh Palmer. I have him in a few leagues. I just... If there was any positive signs coming out that he's going to be back, I think we would have heard it by now. Uh, and we really haven't had any updates on his knee injury. If he does come back, I think it's going to be another week or two yet. But uh, I think if you have the IR stash ability, I think you can still stash him, and I'm fine with doing that. But it doesn't look good. What do you think about Charbonnet this week? Um, yeah, man, I just – I hate – so I kind of have this thing where 
I hate Thursday night football, by the way. I absolutely hate Thursday night football. The games are usually less quality. They're usually low scoring. Um, it's, it's just usually not a good product for us to watch. Um, so I get really nervous about playing players on Thursday night football. Uh, obviously, you're going to start your studs. So guys like C.D. Lamb, Tony Pollard, Dak Prescott, those guys are in your lineup. On the Seahawks side, I, I don't know who's a stud anymore. And uh, basically, if you're whipping out Zach Charbonnet, you know, what are we hoping for here? Worst case scenario, I think I think it's like what we saw last weekend where he wasn't able to get a lot of running room against the 49ers, but he made up for it with a few PPR points and he gets you to the eight to 10 point PPR range. So if you have a realistic expectation for, you know, an eight to 10 point floor, I think I'm fine with Charbonnet. Um, last week, Brian Robinson, 15 for 53 yards, which is which is decent. That's, you know, not quite four yards per carry, but he did get, you know, the opportunity to carry the ball 15 times. They actually ran the ball 25 times in that game. So there might be room for Charbonnet to hit 15 carries. Uh, and then um, Robinson and Gibson combined for five catches, 27 yards through the air. But a combined, you know, there's there's basically a combined 17 points here for the running backs. And, and I don't really trust the other running backs in Seattle. So maybe a 12 to 14 point outing. Uh, I, I'm open to Charbonnet. Uh, Hubbard and Sanders actually ran the ball well against the Cowboys. They both ran it at almost five yards a clip. So you can be okay against the Cowboys, but I for sure wouldn't expect any. Yeah. Like they haven't allowed a running back to hit 20 fantasy points all year. I think if you're playing all year, you're, you're, you're hoping for 10 to 12. If he finds a way into the end zone, you know, that's, that's uh, a blessing, but anywhere between eight to 12 points, I think is the expectation. Um, I'm, I'm going to go Baker Mayfield. Um, they're, they're both really tough matchups this week. Again, I don't like Thursday night games. I, I think Geno Smith could throw two touchdowns in this game, and I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Seattle's backs against the wall, man. If they lose this game, they're in jeopardy of, of you know, potentially falling out of the NFC top seven playoff seed. So that is, that is a thought. But, man, Baker Mayfield against his former team, the Carolina Panthers, He's been playing pretty good, too. I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield here. Los Angeles or Los Angeles? The Chargers or the Rams? Um, is this a defense question, Harris? Um, is this a defense question? If, it's, if it is a defense question, I'm going to go with the Rams against the Browns. I still don't trust the Chargers, man. Still don't trust the Chargers. Even against the Patriots, I still don't trust it. And uh, same for me. All of my major leagues um, have moved our waivers. It's a, it's a two-day waiver system now, so we get to put our claims in tonight and get our pickups in tomorrow morning. So I, I, I am pretty happy with it. It gives us – what I like about this, Charlene, is it gives us all of Wednesday to sift through practice reports and get more information and, and make a, a pretty good bid or claim and move on the waiver wire for Thursday. But uh, either way, guys, that's going to do it for me tonight. Thank you for hanging out with me. This was a lot of fun. We'll be going live tomorrow night before the Cowboys and the Seattle Seahawks game, 6.30 p.m. Central Time. We'll hang out for about a half an hour then. Uh, we'll have more practice reports, more news, more everything for you guys. So come with your questions, and uh, we'll get ready for a really fun Thursday night football game. But anyways, thanks for hanging out. Enjoy the rest of your evening. We'll see you guys tomorrow night. Peace.